Paperwork says world of origin. What should I write? Well, what world do you come from? I was born on a transit station. That's what my folks told me. Well, I put that down then for the paperwork. Man, this packet goes on forever. We're never going to get through security. Don't give up, man. We're almost done. You do know it's front and back, right? Oh, well, then I give up. This is hopeless. Did we bring in any unauthorized Italian style foods? Why? Is there a section for it? Didn't you come across the olive guarding rules and regulations? They don't want olives imported here, obviously. Must be to protect the domestic products. That's only a handful of olives. And Chip ate most of it, didn't he? (sighs) Still have to declare it. You're too by the book. Extensive documentation is the only thing that separates us from the wild. Can't we at least just take a break for a second? I do have a surrendabite. Where did you get a surrendabite? I've concealed it on my person. You know what? I don't even want to know. Let's let's at least play it while we trek through this mountain of paperwork. You're going to love this airport joke. Are we pre-cleared to tell it? Ah, hilarious. All right, let's hear it. All right. What do you call someone that's sick at an airport? I don't know. What? A terminal illness. Where's that inflatable exit slide? I, I, wait, I got another one. What do you call... And we're back! <laughs> Broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth, we've got a great short for you today. That's right, Matt. Today we talk about your favorite thing, the TSA. Freaking TSA. <sighs> John Micah. I might like this guy. I don't know. <laughs> He's a little... <laughs> actually, probably not, but... <laughs> He's a little right-leaning. He's an American businessman and politician. He said, everything TSA does is reactionary. First, they ban the box cutters. Then, of course, you have to take your shoes off. Then you have to take the liquids out. Now we have to be patted down in our private areas because of the diaper bomber. Yeah, we were just talking about that TSA reactionary. Pretty yeah, interesting. It doesn't seem like they're proactive. No. Uh, but at the same time, it'd be difficult to be proactive when all the proactive policies that they would, quote unquote, put in place would be things that people would vehemently reject until there was a probably incident that would cause them to be reactive anyways. Right? Yeah. It's a, a catch-22. Mm-hmm. So let's just do away with it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the TSA, or Transporti- Transportation Security Administration, may be defined as an American governmental agency that is responsible for travel safety, especially air travel. The TSA was created in response to the events of 9-11-2001 in the United States. And if you haven't heard of what exactly happened then, four planes were hijacked, two of which were crashed into the two twin towers of the World Trade Center, and another crashed into the Pentagon. The fourth crashed in a field in Pennsylvania after being taken back under control by other passengers on board. Did you see that movie, Flight 93? I haven't watched that yet. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I should probably watch that. Well, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in the movie or in the mood for a really sad movie, you know, because it did not go well. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll watch like something happier. Yeah. Like Happy Feet. We'll watch it. Happy Feet's about penguins. We'll watch TikTok videos after. Yeah, there you go. In November of 2001, President George W. Bush signed the Aviation and Transportation Security Act into law, essentially creating the TSA. 
Part of this mandate is that all checked baggage be checked, as well as all passengers be screened by federal officials, expanding the Federal Air Marshal Service and reinforcing the cockpit on commercial flights. So I'm all in favor of reinforcing the cockpit for, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, to protect the pilot and like the co-pilot from like unruly passengers. I remember they were talking about that as originally being like controversial. It's like, well, why would you want to be able to, uh, you know, interact yeah, with, why like, do you need access to the pilot? Yeah. Are you a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, I remember, uh, there's like an article I was reading, they were talking about it going like, if there was an incident on board in which, you know, like, uh, people were in like, you know, significant danger of life and limb that the pilot and co-pilot would never leave their, right. Uh, they'd their be stuck. Yeah. And people saying like, well, like people are like, you know, being harmed or whatever, God forbid, like, you know, like they're dying. It's like, yeah, but somebody's got to fly the plane. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to fly the plane first off. Cause you don't know if anyone back there is able to fly the plane. And second, everyone would die if they let access into the cabin from someone who's like a, an existential threat. Right. Yeah. Versus like, if some people die, it's almost like a utilitarian standpoint, but at sure. the same time, like, you know, you find like the nearest airport and then like you get like, you know, police on board. That's the safest way in order to handle the situation. Um, to the best of the ability. But then at the same time, like if you're in the cabin, you're on your own. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, in 2003, pilots and other flight deck personnel are trained to carry firearms aboard commercial flights. I totally agree with that too. Mm -hmm. This still happens on some commercial flights today. So your pilot might be packing, but the personnel have to be trained in the federal flight deck officer program. In 2004, trains were bombed in Madrid, which caused the expansion of the TSA to establish prevention and response teams for railway transit and other mass transit systems in the U.S. Again, reactionary. Yeah. Now, in August of 2006, the controversial removal of shoes becomes a requirement for anyone going through a TSA checkpoint. Shoe bomber. Mm -hmm. But it's not required for some airports for some demographics. In Atlanta. Yeah. I've gone through just the x-ray machine. They're like, keep your shoes on. I'm mm -hmm. like, what? They're like, yeah, just keep your shoes on. Just walk through. I'm like, oh, oh okay. I don't okay. think it scans that far I'm down. so special. Anyway, uh, in September 2006, uh, there's a men's on its uh, ban of liquids and carry-ons to 3.4 ounces in a one-quart plastic bag. And then also a lot of airports are requesting, well, not requesting, they're probably requiring, that you take all of your uh, well, toiletries, liquids out in that plastic bag to mm -hmm. keep it separate from the rest of your stuff. So essentially you have to unpack almost everything you got pretty much in order to get through and then repack it. And then people are like, oh, the lines and security are pretty long. So that's why. Yeah. Because <laughs> people and are packing, repacking. There's so much pressure to like keep moving and, you know, get out of the way. And some people are just jerks too. They like reach over you. Say, mm -hmm. Don't say excuse me or anything. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I hate TSA. In 2010, <laughs> I, don't I, I, I don't know if I've said that I yet. couldn't tell. In 2010, the now normal body scanners, or more formally the advanced imaging technology units, are installed nationwide. In December of 2011, TSA PreCheck is born. You want to bypass you, all this? Yeah. Have you gotten into this? I thought about it. I, I, I might look into it after this when we start traveling more. Uh, this allows travelers who have undergone a fingerprinting process and a background check, as well as paying a fee, of course. They enter a shorter and faster security line that doesn't require the removal of their shoes, their belts, their laptops from their check bags. And they can even wear a light jacket through the security uh, screening. So are you telling me if I pay a yearly fee and I talk to someone from the government <laughs> that, like, I can essentially bypass almost 95% of people? Yes. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take, take my money. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, 91% of passengers who have pre-check reported waiting less than five minutes at the checkpoints. Because nobody knows like uh, that this is an option until they get to the airport. And you're like, oh, I should have done this. But then you forget about it as you come back from your flight. Well, on the flip side, what made me not do this already yeah. is I have been to security where the security line is like just moving. And then TSA pre-check is like way back out the door. Now, I didn't really pay attention, and they might have been walking through steadily. Mm-hmm. Like, it might have been not a big deal that the line was long. But I've, I've definitely seen the TSA pre-check line way longer than security. Oh, yeah. So. But then you have the option of choosing, like, which one you want to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. In July of 2017, the dreaded larger-than-a-cell-phone rule comes into play when travelers have to remove any electronics larger than a cell phone from their carry-on. So that includes tablets and a whole bunch of other things. CPAPs, yeah. like me. Mm-hmm. So, do they have any idea how many uh, <laughs> I normally carry? I carry a lot. I carry, yeah. I got a laptop. I got an iPad. I got a CPAP. Mm-hmm. Shut up. In uh, July 2018, the TSA announced it would start testing CT scanners to enhance the capability of detecting explosives and other threats. It also allows for manipulation of the 3D image that is created from the CT, which will theoretically reduce the number of physically bagged, physically bagged. Physical bag checks. The check the bags that are checked physically. Fiscally? Fiscally. Fiscally responsible bag checks. That would be cool though. That that see that seems like one of the first proactive things they've done. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be helpful. Now, good old COVID had its effect on the TSA in 2020 when one container of up to 12 ounces of hand sanitizer was now allowed in your carry-on. Oh, great. Flammable liquid. Right? Like, <laughs> Masks were also mandated for all domestic and international travel on January 21st, 2021 by executive order. I thought it was way earlier than that Mm. because that's like, what, eight months after? Yeah. Uh, This included airports, trains, and public boats, like if you were on a ferry. Now, after the cyber attacks on the Colonial Pipeline in May of 2021, the TSA issued a new security directive for pipeline systems. And in May of 2022, the TSA introduced the ability to use a digital ID if you were from Arizona or Maryland on your iPhone or Apple smartwatch. Uh, in December of, D- of 2022, the TSA launched a text bot called Ask TSA. Of course, why wouldn't they have a bot? That's only about four months ago. Daggum bots. I hate bots. Uh, <laughs> this thing is available 24-7. I'm sure it's more infuriating. I've never used it. But it's uh, you can ask it basic questions. Of course, more complicated questions you get sent to a live agent, and they are only available from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Isn't it kind of like nerve-wracking to ask like those questions to those people? <laughs> like If you think How about it. How do I make a bomb? I mean. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, even like, well, I mean, I'm like. Same for, like, innocuous things. Like, you know, can I have, like, several things of toothpaste or whatever? How do I transport a gun on a plane? Because I'm going Safely. on a hunting trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there'll be stuff like that. And it'd be like, uh, do you have, like, your firearms license? And it'd be like, well, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, do I need My that before, I, <laughs> I, need that before I... <laughs> I know how to shoot a gun. I ain't have to take no driver's license Can test. I pick that up at the airport? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Stop by the counter at Walmart, like for your fishing license. Yeah. Your license. Uh, <laughs> Spirit says I need to pick this up before. I... Oh Lord! Do you have a concealed carry? No, I don't have a concealed carry. I have one. Nice. Well, so that I makes I can take percent of the, the people in this room. We're fifty percent safe in here. As of uh, December sixteenth, twenty twenty-two, the TSA intercepted six thousand three hundred one firearms. So, speaking of firearms, what idiots! They're like walking up, 
Uh, I mean, that's a small percentage if you consider like millions and millions of people flying a year, right? But still, that's 6,301 idiots that walked up to a security checkpoint with a body scanner. They're like, I ain't going to take my gun. Yeah, well, it gets worse. Uh, 5,500 of those were loaded. Can you imagine those? <laughs> How many were strapped to the side? That's what I wanted. Like, like oh, sorry. And then you, you put it to the scanner. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a bullet in the chamber. You're like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if this place is dangerous or not. <laughs> uh, so to avoid civilians from bringing firearms through security, the maximum fine has been raised to $14,950. Like, so six thousand over 6,000 people did not realize that they might be fined for this. Nearly so they're like, oh, we're going to start fining you. Yeah. I mean... William Regal, retired professional wrestler, had said, I'm a little disappointed I didn't get fiddled with by a TSA agent at the airport. I feel unwanted. Maybe next time. <laughs> uh, so who works at the TSA? Who works at the TSA? I'm glad you asked. There are currently around 47,000 employees of the TSA. That's a lot. This would be a downside of getting rid of the organization. 47,000 job cuts? The only downside. <laughs> but some of the job titles include intelligence analyst. These guys gather data about organizations to determine if a threat level exists. Uh, administrative specialist. Of course, they perform the regular office duties. Uh, the security offers. Off, offers. A security officer, offer? <laughs> the security offer. I have an offer for you. Security. For security. <laughs> you want to work as a security officer? Okay. Uh, these are the guys you're probably most familiar with that you see everywhere. They are the ones that do the screenings. There's a human resource specialist. These guys manage the employee relations of the organization. All right. I don't know if those <laughs> guys actually work there. Uh, security analyst. This is the IT department that evaluates the computer systems for efficiency and security and the criminal investigator. These are basically the detectives of the TSA. Then there are numerous jobs that could be found at other institutions like attorneys, financial analysts, managers, and accountants. So speaking of work, has the TSA ever worked in capturing a would-be terrorist? Possibly. Who's to say? Yeah, I would think, you know, I, I've, up till I researched this, I was like, absolutely not. But eh, maybe. I mean, they did capture 6,300 guns. No, they're saying mostly through deterrence, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that had a place for that in the beginning. But anyway. Um, there is no public data that shows the TSA has actually apprehended a terrorist. In fact, during government shutdowns during the pandemic, up to 10% of the TSA didn't even come to work. And the security lines going through airports were not slowed down at all. They probably sped up. Yeah. So this is in sharp contrast to other workers, such as air traffic controllers, the service workers, and the ground crew, who caused major delays in flights due to their absence. So there have also been two shootings of TSA officers since the TSA was formed, suggesting they are not sufficient to stop a terrorist entering an airport. Yeah, if you can get to the TSA and shoot them, like, who's going to stop you? you know, mm -hmm. I'm just saying. They have stopped several weapons from going onto commercial flights, but Homeland Security has also stated that they are able to smuggle facsimile firearms through the checkpoints 70% of the time. That's a lot. So... Why do we have the TSA? So this begs the question, how many firearms are making it onto commercial flights? Because it's not zero. Yeah. We know 6,300 people tried. So how many people actually got through? Yeah. Another consideration is the increasing rate of technology that could make the TSA obsolete or maybe already has. So that <clears throat> this actually reminds me of another interesting fact. So when they're talking about like the percentage of drugs that are actually found in like the U.S.-Mexico uh, border, that 
despite the fact that they've gotten tons and tons of illicit substances, some people suggest that it's about 10 to 15 percent of the amount that's actually being transported across the border. I wonder if that's any kind of indication of illicit like items or substances that go on like, you know, planes or buses or. So you're saying 10 percent is left behind or 10 percent is what's actually transported? Ten uh, percent is what's left behind. So you holy cow! So ninety percent gets through. So ninety percent gets through. So you essentially take a ten percent haircut. <laughs> so you're saying possibly sixty thousand guns got through if they only have a ten percent. If it was seventy percent, got. If you think about it, like what? There's like you know like twenty thousand airports in the United States, and yeah. then like not all of them have the same stringent security measures as the international airports, right? Yeah. Not all of them are like fully staffed with. Uh, um, the security officials, like, to the level that, like, these major airports are. So, I mean, there could be a possibility that, like, you know, these are, yeah. I was just like, have you thought and about it? <laughs> no, but if they come from a smaller airport where, like, Sally takes off from TSA. So sorry, they're already, sorry, quote, unquote, pre-checked because they, they have gone through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the metal detector is, like, glitching or off for... And then they all of a sudden. For the record, this is a thought experiment. Yeah, okay, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we're just we're just talking here. Maybe we should stop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now there are uh, <laughs> there are some up and coming technologies like the CT scanners we mentioned. Uh, those could be run by AI to detect forbidden objects hidden in luggage, probably at a much higher rate than a human. Uh, retinal scanning and biometric fingerprint scanning are also much more reliable with current technology than they were just a few years ago. You know, you have a scanner on your phone to scan your face and mm-hmm. your thumbprint. Uh, coupled this with the fact that weapons are easily smuggled through, it's easy to see why a lot of people are saying that the TSA was once a great institution following the tax of 9-11, but may not be needed any longer. And I, like I said, I, I think the knee-jerk reaction of forming this was a great idea, but now, 20 years later, it's like, do we, I mean, you know, it's just kind of... It's costing a lot of money. Yeah, it costs a lot of money. It doesn't. It's not, obviously not effective, not anywhere near... A, an efficiency rate that yeah. is acceptable for other jobs. We're not saying there should be like. Oh, absolutely, you should have security. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying no security. No, 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 no. But tailored in a way that would help facilitate, you know, easier uh, movement from place to place in the airport. Yeah. So I don't have to unpack my. If you have a CT <coughs> scanner, why am I unpacking my bag? Exactly. Anyway, uh, the American comedian Jimmy Fallon said the TSA's airport body scanners have been shown to be so ineffective, the Homeland Security chairman suggested using additional metal detectors. While LaGuardia, La, LaGuardia, while LaGuardia will continue to <laughs> LaGuardia. just, while LaGuardia will continue to just have a scarecrow dressed up as a cop. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now for a topsy turvy truths touting the TSA. TSA security officers are among the lowest paid of all federal employees. Around 20% of TSA employees are veterans or still active in the military. So we support the military and veterans. Um, We're just, you know, against the TSA. (laughs) We'll get you another job. Don't worry. The training center for the TSA is right here in Georgia in a town called Glencoe. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. (laughs) Around 2 million passengers are screened by the TSA every day day, which equates to more than 700 million every year. So some weird things found by the TSA. Why not? A cattle prod, Mm. an inert grenade. What? Yep. Drugs hidden in hair scrunchies. All right. You ready for the guns? Yeah. One was hidden in a PlayStation. Okay. One was hidden in an arm sling. Well, that's... Pretty good idea. I got a metal rod in my arm. They fixed it. (laughs) Uh, One was found inside jars of peanut butter. I really hope it was in a bag. Well, no, it was in the jars. Like, they, they... Stuffed it in. They took it apart. Oh, they put it inside the peanut butter. Yeah, inside the peanut butter oh, jars. God. Oh. 
uh, a gun inside of a raw chicken. That's even worse. Salmonella. salmonella. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you with salmonella. You kill with the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst way to die ever. Ow! I feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> I shot you in the shoulder. Uh, and then my favorite, though, was fentanyl stuffed into candy bags. That's terrible. Now, uh, Benjamin Franklin, American founding father. And oh, wait, wait, wait. Fr- oh, wait, yeah, there's, there's extra stuff? It's before the quote. Ah, all right. I'll read that and then I'll read the quote. All right. So although this quote originally had a very different meaning and context at the time, we did find it fitting here as the general consensus now agrees with the standalone quote. So again, Benjamin Franklin, American founding father and frequent flyer had said, they who can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.